and Rampage is chasing Hornet down the street. So let's cut to that quickly. Hornet, you are bolting down the street as fast as you can, but Rampage is this ten foot tall killing machine. Yeah, um, and, and so she's making good distance and catching up to you. And in a second, she's got her hand reached out. She's going to grab you. What do you do? I want to play with her head. What do you do? You said this didn't have to be this way, Rampage. You know, there's other choices you can make. So I'm going to play on her, you know, fear of being a monster the rest of her life. That's great. Do you, do you stop? Do you, like, stop and turn around and say that to her? Or are you just saying that over your shoulder? Yeah, she'll stop in the middle of, the, like, an intersection, like a T-intersection, so she's right in the middle. Nice. And, and be like, it doesn't have to be this way. Uh, yeah. what, what do you want her to do? Uh, flee. I think perhaps because, like, the uh, powered police division might be coming or something of that uh, sort. Perfect. You know, reinforcements. Okay, so like you can obviously you can hear the sirens in the distance as they're mm-hmm. getting closer. Uh, that's great. I like that. So I do think this is one of those times when it might possibly, depending upon the skew of the lens you want to look at it, it could be one of two different basic moves. There's provoke, which we've seen before, but there's mm-hmm. also comfort or support. Oh. Comfort or support is when you are trying to make someone feel better. When you're trying to actually like reach them and connect with them on an emotional level in an honest fashion. Now, with that said, I could sort of see that because there's an element of you using her words back to her, speaking an idea of like stop fighting because people people will get hurt. But also, you're poking her in the brain. You specifically were like you wanted yeah. to screw with her head. Yeah, um, yeah this is this is provoke. I would say. Yeah, totally. So let's go ahead and make this a provoke. Uh, you want her to run away from the situation. Go ahead and roll plus superior. Okay. Four, six, uh, I have plus one forward, so seven. Excellent. Uh, so on a seven to nine, she can rise to the bait, but she can also choose to stumble, air, or overreact. And you know what I think is going to happen? Um, I do think... Can I just make a suggestion? You can make a suggestion, but the choice ultimately falls with her. So so what were you thinking? Of course. I was thinking perhaps that uh, Hornet gets a chance to uh, tag her with a tracer, perhaps. You know, oh, yeah, getting that critical opportunity. That's super cool. I like that. Yeah, so, so she, she slows down for a minute. Uh, and there's this moment where she looks like she's considering fleeing. And she steps up to you, and soon she's towering over you, just looking right down at you. And she she grunts out, Just give me the bag. No one needs to get hurt. I hand it off to her. And, and she starts running away. Okay. But I think that was exactly the opportunity you needed to plant that tag in her. Yeah, so I'd imagine it's just like a um, like an isotope, something that uh, they can track by satellite. Because my mentor has a supercomputer, so I think that would be an easy thing to to manage. Very nice. That's perfect. All right. So, yeah, you, you have her tagged with this chemical isotope that you can track from orbit. She's running away with the bag that doesn't actually contain whatever chemical she was trying to steal. And she's out of here at the moment. Um, that said, let's cut back to the interior of the lobby of uh, the Rook Industries building where this weird purple liquid is spreading across the floor. 
So uh, Toro has fished out her communicator from her pocket and put it up to her, her ear and is calling to Hornet. Are, are you okay? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we're good. What's going on with you? Uh, there's some like purple smoke water eating through the floor of something over here. Like sure shots in the background, like nudging Rex, like Rex, touch it, touch it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, you might want to hurry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Hornet's just running down the block again. You know, uh, <laughs> just getting that exercise in today, I guess. Um, <laughs> By the time you get back, Hornet, um, the purple liquid has spilled out across the floor creating this puddle. People are, are keeping pretty far away from it. And you can tell that the puddle is actively, like, or is, is lower than the rest of the floor around it. Mm-hmm. It's eaten downward. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. starting to glow brighter. Oh, wow. So while we were waiting for Hornet to come back, the only thing I could think to do was start moving the other food carts and big pieces of furniture to make a, a barrier. Nice. Uh, so Rex basically just walks away from Sure Shot, totally turns his back on him, and just starts picking up like the entire customer service desk, and then just plops it down, and then goes over and finds a coffee cart and picks it up, and then just plops it down. And he's trying to make a fence to keep the humans away. Nice. Okay. Because you're, like, lifting giant debris to create this barrier, you're actually hitting one of the basic moves. You're hitting the move Unleash Your Powers. Because when you unleash your powers to overcome an obstacle, reshape your environment, or extend your senses, you are reshaping your environment, obviously. So what we're going to go ahead and have you do is roll plus freak. That is a six on the die plus three for nine. Excellent. So, uh, again, this is an opportunity for you to bump this up to a 10. You have three team in the pool. So all you got to do, if somebody can come up with a way to help Rex creating this barrier of giant pieces of debris to keep the chemical from seeping elsewhere. I have a quick question, Brendan. Team goes away at the end of like a scene, right? No, team goes away when time passes in the sense that like when the current storyline ends and we would have a time jump of two weeks that's when team goes away. But if a series of events keeps happening, it'll actually stick around. Okay. Uh, so, so yes, to speak to that, if you don't spend it now, you get to keep that three team in the pool. You don't have to spend it right this second if you don't want to. But this is a, an opportunity to spend it because all it would take is one team to bump that from a nine to a ten. So does anybody want to spend a team to help with this? I really think it would be better if I failed. Or at least didn't get fully successful, I think would be much better for the story. I want to see something escalate, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if nobody's going to spend team out of the pool, just to make sure, then you, Rex, are going to have to choose to either mark a condition or let me tell you how it's either unstable or temporary. I get to tell you exactly what that means. Oh, please make it unstable and temporary. (laughs) Great. Looks good, Rex. I think you got it. (laughs) It'll do. You put down these uh, pieces of debris, you create these barriers, you prevent it from seeping elsewhere, and it does sort of sizzle as it hits the debris, 
Um, but it at least has bought you plenty of time. However, sort of forcing it to puddle around itself by creating this um, wall around it, um, you can see that light continuing to uh, glow brighter and brighter and brighter. Um, and soon enough, like it's it's almost like there are spotlights uh, down in the base of that little um, walled-off area you've just created, pouring light upward. And something's happening with this chemical. You're not sure what, but something is happening. Guys, I don't know what's happening, but there's something happening with this chemical. <laughs> I'm not sure what, though. I think Hornet's like, running up into the lobby now at this uh, moment. <laughs> oh, God, what? Uh, SureShot is not there when you get there, because SureShot has wandered off. <laughs> into uh, trying to find some sort of R&D center or area. I, I'm, I'm trying to find, because here's, here's what I'm thinking, is he's going to go and try to find someone who might be like a safety marshal or like a chemist and try and get some like hazardous materials, uh, like kits. So I know when I, when I was a, a lab assistant, we had um, big like briefcases with a spill bunch of kits. stuff in them for, yeah, spill kits. Nice. So I'm gonna try and find someone who might be able to point me in in the the track of a, a spill kit. So yeah, uh, I think SureShot is just like gone when you show up, but trying to track someone down. And uh, I, I think he's taken off the domino mask and like re-telescoped the bow and everything, and is just an uh, a kid in in an ill-fitting suit right now. Slightly more rumpled than it was before. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right, so. I want to circle back to that in a second, uh, but yeah, I want to focus on Hornet. As you come in, they've just finished, um, the Rex has just finished setting up this this barrier, this wall uh, around the chemical. What are the three of you doing? I'm taking random bits of office furniture and throwing them into the pool to watch them dissolve. <laughs> Chuck them in. Yeah. <laughs> and as you do, uh, one of the things you're noticing as they dissolve is that they're not just like dissolving. They seem to be turning into more of the purple uh, fluid itself, more of the okay. glowing purple material. Once I notice that, I will stop. <laughs> but it may be a while before I notice that. Great. <laughs> so as as Hornet runs up, and we are seeing that whatever is going on is really out of our control. I uh, I, I tried to help. I'm just surprised you still held onto that sandwich the whole time. That's impressive. <laughs> it's a really good sandwich. Do you want a bite? Guys, it's not the time for this. It's always the time for sandwiches. <laughs> I'm really upset at this point. That's like, that's very important to me. Hornet's just shaking her head and uh, I have weapons and gadgets. Is there any way I could try and figure out what this chemical is? Absolutely. What what gadget do you have that will help you do that? Because I, you have a gadget to do that, obviously. But what does it look like? What is it? A spectrometer? I think that's the the right sort of tool for this. Uh, it's a uh, it's a laser sensor. So it just uh, shoots in, takes a reading, and then uh, displays out on the gauntlet. On the gauntlet. So you like aim your gauntlet into it. Excellent. So here's the thing. This is a distinction in the rules uh, for how these two moves play off each other. Assess the situation is when you are taking stock, you are looking around the room and figuring out what you can use, and it's mostly about you specifically and using your intellect. But when you're sort of using one of your quote-unquote superpowers to figure out something insane, 
that's unleashing your powers for extending your senses. So even though, you know, for instance, Batman technically doesn't have powers, his ridiculous detective ability is actually mm-hmm. him extending his senses and unleashing his powers. So for you, that's what this is. You're using your cool gadget technology to take this reading. You're extending your senses using your powers, quote unquote. So you're going to go ahead and roll plus three. Okay. Six, eight. Excellent. So the same thing goes to you, uh, where you can either mark a condition or I get to tell you how it is unstable or temporary. I'll go with, uh, I'll mark angry, because um, throwing things into uh, glowing chemicals isn't the best idea. <laughs> it's not science. Um, and, and as I, it is if you write down what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mythbusters taught me that. As a side note, actually, the two of you, Toro and Rex, actually could spend team into the pool. If each of you spent a team into the pool, you could have boosted an 8 to a 10, but you would also have to be able to do something to actually help with Hornet Spectra analyzing it using her gauntlet. Uh, so I sort of flipped past that because I figured you both didn't want to and it didn't make sense. I'm clearly eating my sandwich right now. <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of lean over to Rex and be like, isn't she cute when she's working? <laughs> so there's this great cutscene panel where I'm like side-eye over at you and then over at Hornet. And then back down to my sandwich. <laughs> I love you, sandwich. You'll never leave me. <laughs> You've never betrayed me. All right, so Hornet, you mark angry, which means it is not unstable or temporary. Um, so you you pull a reading out of this, and whatever this substance is, you're pretty confident it is not of this Earth. It is not terrestrial. Obviously, the database, the supercomputer that Mantis has at this stage has readings of, uh, you know, extraterrestrial stuff because Mantis has encountered aliens before. And it appears to be some kind of high-powered mutagenic formula of some kind that is seeking biological material to rewrite DNA. Okay, so... Turn the clock back, basically. Yep, yep. And, I mean, as it stands, throwing stuff into it, it's not detecting anything, so it's just transforming whatever that material is into more of itself. So, as you are pulling that reading, uh, let's cut to SureShot looking for help. SureShot, at this point, like, the building is on high alert, there was an attack, there are security guards moving around. Who in particular did you go to, or where in particular did you go to seek help? Um, I think, uh, since I was applying for, like, an internship in, in the labs here, I would have, like, the, the name of maybe a couple people in R&D. Totally. So, I, I probably would have gone, as security guards are, like, busting through, like, through the hallways and, like, opening doors and stuff, I would have, like, slipped an elbow in and gotten probably where I shouldn't be. And heading to an R&D laboratory. What? Yeah. What, yep. what is the name of a scientist that you know who you are seeking? What is his or her name? Uh, his name is Scott Football. Scott Football? Uh, it's like <laughs> F-U-P-H-L-E. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, he was he was pretty nice to you before, uh, right? Or at least I feel like in Sure Shots had everybody's nice all the time. So it's sort of yeah. hard to tell, but... Presumably he was nice, and you make your way back into his laboratory, which is, you you know, you have to go up a bunch of floors to reach it. You remember what floor it is, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
And when you come into his laboratory, you immediately realize that this is the laboratory Rampage must have burst out of. Because the whole place is just ripped apart and destroyed, and, you know, the equipment's been just torn up. There's a giant hole in the wall where Rampage went hurtling out of the building. And Scott is running around with, um, you know, a fire extinguisher, putting out one or two fires, and barking a few orders to the other people, the other scientists running around. As you come onto the scene, what do you do? I, oh man, this is... This is where he's, he knows that he has to help, and so he yells out, Dr. Football, how can I help? What's going on? And, and he does a double take at you, and, and he's like, Alex, what are you doing back here? Well, I, I was turning in my paperwork, but then I heard all sorts of noise up here, and I figured I, you know, it, what better way to, to, I don't know, maybe I thought it was going to make me look good on paper. I figured I could help somehow. How did you get past security? Uh, get out of here. You're just a kid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have come up here. Um, by the way, I don't, I don't know if you can help with this. Maybe actually, I came up to to help you. Maybe you can help me. There's some sort of weird chemical spill downstairs. Alex, I, I don't have time, and he's clearly not. It's like a strange, to. like okay, yeah, good. So, so one thing to call out: he's an adult, yes. uh, and he has influence over you. And the way he's yeah. treating you, and he's not listening to you, and he's like, you're just a kid. He is shifting your labels. He is manipulating how you see yourself. So you Mm -hmm. have a choice right now. You can either accept the way he's shifting his labels, or you can reject his influence. Accepting it means, like, we just let it happen, uh, and he moves one of your labels up and one of them down. Rejecting it is you have to do something that in some way, like, throws back against what he's saying pushes back against it and you try to hold true to yourself. Yeah. Uh, so he is shifting your mundane up, I think, and in particular your savior down. The final thing to note for you specifically, sure shot, is that in, in this in this case, your mundane's already at a three. Yeah. And if it would ever go to uh, a four, or if anything would ever go lower than a negative two, they don't move at all. Instead, you just straight up mark a condition. So if you accept what he's saying, you will mark a condition. So what do you do, Shershot? I am rejecting his influence, and as he turns to, like, go back to his lab, there's a little tiny arrow that, like, pings into the wall. And he turns around, and I've got my domino mask on. Nice! (laughs) I like it! Alright, that is perfect. Go ahead and roll to reject his influence. This is a flat roll. Just 2d6. Good. Ah, uh, I got double ones. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, he doesn't even notice in the clutch. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a miss, their words hit you hard. Mark a condition, and the GM will adjust your labels. Mm. I, I think that's exactly it. I think, like, <laughs> he doesn't notice the arrow at all. Like, he looks back at you. And he says, and he doesn't even notice the domino mask. He doesn't even really, like, he's so in the middle of this catastrophic situation, right, that he just doesn't even realize that he must assume you're wearing glasses or something. Mm. Just none of it registers for some reason as he looks back at you. And the fact that he looks back and you're standing there and he's like, Alex, I told you to get out of here. And it doesn't register at all. Just punches you in the heart. Uh, So you're going to go ahead and mark a condition. Just for that. 
Yeah, I'm taking insecure. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> uh, and and he still would shift your labels, which means he still would shift your mundane up, which means another condition. So what is your second condition? Angry. Excellent. So what do you do? He's not by his computer, is he? No. Okay. Is he still paying attention to me? No, no. He didn't, he didn't notice you put on the domino mask and was holding the bow. Yeah. He's paying no attention to you. Good. Uh, I'm going to, like, stealthily, like, scoot on over to his computer. And I'm going to uh, take my communicator and, like, lick my fingers a little bit and pull <laughs> some of the wires out and stick it into his USB drive. Nice. Science. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How it works. I'm going to see if he has any, because I, I think I've put together that this is the, the lab that Rampage rampaged. Yes. I'm going to see if he has any data on his computer about any of this goop. Okay, so uh, the thing here is you have bow and trick arrows and acrobatics as your abilities. I don't have any of the cool stuff, do I? You don't, you don't have the hacking and whatnot, but in this yeah. case in particular, I'm cool with it because it is your communicator is a special piece of tech that you got from Hornet. So what I'm interested mm. in is, are you doing something Hornet taught you? I think I must. I must be. Uh, I think I have sure shot. I don't know if I have influence. Oh, I do have influence over sure shot. So yeah, maybe I think Hornet gave him a quick lesson on how to uh, pull files off quickly. You know, maybe there's a special port or something. There's a flashback to another PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Proper use of your communicator. But sure shot's got like a notebook. He's at the front of the class. Oh, in every single one of these PowerPoint presentations, he asks for the slide deck afterwards too. <laughs> Uh, because we're playing off that, I buy it. So let's go ahead. But it is the same thing. You are uh, unleashing your powers. You are extending your senses. So you are going to be rolling plus freak. All right. So I rolled. Uh, I rolled a seven, but my freak is minus one. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll spend a team point. Yeah. Uh, I taught him well enough. Yeah. You know. Okay. Oh, good. I shouldn't do that. I should do this. You know. That's perfect. Just. Uh... <laughs> so there's that one moment where he's going to cross the wrong wire. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Hornet's voice kind of pops into his head. That's great. The red wire, not the yellow wire. In the sense of a comic book panel, Sure Shot has that moment where a little cartoon chibi version of Hornet pops up out of nowhere <laughs> and says, no, 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 when you're hacking, don't use the red wire. <laughs> Boop. Why, a version of Clippy shows up. It looks like you're trying to hack <laughs> Would you like some help with that? <laughs> that is great. Uh, I like it. So that is a total then of a seven. There is two team left in the pool. And sure shot, uh, would you like to mark a condition? Or would you like I to would. Play? Okay, great. Which condition? <laughs> Guilty. Just racking them up. L- look, look, I still I still have a lot of respect for, for Dr. Uh, Fupol. And so I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be in his system. Nope. IT security is important. I like. Plus, I don't know. What are these pictures of his kids? Uh, it's all going his on the computer. written on the on the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got like a picture of him in like a canoe with his son, and they're having a great time. And he's like, uh. <laughs> all right, so, excellent. Uh, but so you download the whole contents of his computer, and I mean, you, you aren't going over it right now, no, because you are trying to be stealthy about it. But you do catch flashes of. Things that clearly look like those containing uh, canisters and readouts of uh, stuff that seems like it's the purple suit. So you have that information, yeah. you're just not looking. 
Does this count as my straight up creeping when I scope out a person or place? That is uh, sort of when you want to investigate or gain information about a specific person or place. I am cool with this counting as that if you are trying to seek information about this laboratory, for instance. Okay. Would you like to do that? Are you, like, investigating this laboratory to try and figure out what's going on here or what they were doing Yeah, I think so. Okay. That seems pretty cool and interesting to me. What this does mean to me, though, is you are now, instead of doing that thing where you were going to download it, you're going to take the information, you're going to run. This is you actually looking at the files right here, right now, where you are potentially in a dangerous situation. I am absolutely... Look, my chances for at this internship are pretty much shot at this point. Do it. <laughs> That's only Rook Industry. Yeah. Of course, while you're in there, you could hack it and give yourself a good score. <laughs> oh... We'll see, um, because I got a, I got a, I rolled a nine, and then my mundane is plus three, so I have a twelve. Damn! Uh, so you get to ask two questions from the list. What would you like to ask? Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask who or what here is not what they seem, uh, and then what here is worth grabbing. Okay. So who or what here is not what they seem. This laboratory, and the way it must have been introduced to you when you went and talked to Dr. Fufel, uh before, was like, we are doing pioneering medical biotechnology work. We are going to figure out how to cure cancer within the next five years. Like, we are going to make advancements that are going to reshape what it means to be human and what kinds of disorders we actually accept. That's a very hopeful, very, like... We are going to fix the world. And I mean, you knew you were getting fed a line, even though obviously you're, you're super bright and happy and maybe you bought into the line. The point is like, yeah, you, <laughs> it's, it's their marketing copy, basically. But you wouldn't have anticipated that looking more closely at their files now and realizing how it connects to the equipment you saw before. And now that there's nobody keeping you away from the rooms and the entire place has been ripped apart. So you can look like right across the other laboratories. They're doing a lot more than that. And there's clearly a heavy element of bioengineering in this room. And in particular, an attempt to recreate metahuman abilities Mm. to be able to, at will inject them into people clearly multiple versions of like uh, the equivalent of a super soldier style program like different different ways of getting at it this time we're gonna shoot them up with alien dna well it didn't work yeah next time we're gonna try something else so the, the whole laboratory clearly is doing way more military style and dangerous style uh tech and biology work not just this, like, medical breakthrough kind of stuff. Mm. And the second one you asked was, what here is worth grabbing? Yeah. So, uh, with that said, there is a particular, I think, injector that was ready with another one of their formulas that in the middle of this chaos is not particularly guarded. And this is the different one. This is the purple formula. This one's golden. So, Ooh. you know, it must be good. <laughs> and that's that's out and open, so that, that seems worth grabbing. Oh, it's grabbed. <laughs> and then you leave. Oh, I scram, yeah. Right. Okay, so we cut back down to the lobby uh, while SureShot is on his way back down. Yeah, so I, what I want to have said is that th- when I looked over at Rex and I like made the comment about Hornet being cute, I didn't realize that our... Con- 
communicators were still on. But that's exactly the same time when SureShot had taken his out to hack oh, the computer, nice. so he didn't hear oh. it. But but Rex and Hornet did. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Does Hornet? I mean, Hornet. Did you know that Toro had a crush on you before now? Mm, I think I'm going to play Oblivious, but like. I think she's kind of pissed at Toro, so she doesn't even kind of register what he's saying. She's focusing on the, you know, the task at hand. All business, right? So, so Hornet, like, even now, even this line that Toro just said, you're just like, I didn't hear that. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. Um, and, and to check in then back here on the ground as we cut our, our panel back, what are the three of you doing at this point? Uh, the purple chemical is still held in this area, but... Um, it is glowing super brightly, and you can see it eating the barriers that Rex has set up around it. Uh, so it's only a matter of time, it seems, before it starts spilling back out across the lobby. There is more of it now than ever as well. Uh, so what are the three of you doing? So if I just understand this right, it will regrow previous material to a last known good state? Uh, for actual uh, life forms... It will repair, it will return them to a prior state, it seems. It acts sort of like a, a purifying agent, yes, is, is the what it seems like your readings suggest it will do. Obviously, the shit is crazy and alien and weird, and the actual effects are more than likely to be more complicated than that, but that seems to be the general idea of what it's doing. So how, do, how could we contain it? Would it, like, throwing his sandwich in there <laughs> buy us some time? <laughs> Uh, anything you throw into it that is not biological, it'll just convert into more of itself. Okay. And it, there, it was contained in those canisters before, so there is clearly a containment method uh, somehow with those canisters. All right. Um, could I perhaps try and find that out? See if we can uh, contain sure. it? Neutralize gonna, it? So you go and check out those canisters? Yep. Okay, excellent. Uh, and and I mean, I, since this was all happening while SureShot was upstairs, like, we can even cut in on you having looked at those canisters. It seems like they set up some kind of magnetic effect. Like, th this isn't a big deal. I think you can just figure this out by looking at them. Something that contained them so that the, the material wasn't quite touching any particular side. It seems to be affected strongly by magnetism. So it could be kept away from the sides of the canister thanks to the electromagnetics built, uh, built into it. So, what are you doing then? Hmm. Can you rig up a makeshift one of those? Yeah, I was thinking that. Maybe, like, uh, use some pylons or something and create a magnetic field to keep it from spreading. Totally. Or, uh... Does Toro say that out loud? <laughs> no. That was not a Toro. Um, so, what I think happens is uh, Horn is going to try and use her gadgets sure, again. Sure. Uh, this time she's going to, uh, I think, have some telescopic poles, you know, like a, a staff, perhaps, you know, just a pure metal like it. Uh, container so that, yeah, you know, it's telescopic. So she probably has a few in case, you know, they go flying across the room. Yeah. Uh, so she uh, has Rex and Toro place them into the ground to act as a, uh, a containment zone. And then she'll work on creating the magnet. Okay. Uh, so then why don't we go ahead and have you unleash your powers? All right. Uh, I got a 10. Nice. Bam. Uh, so yeah, your plan goes perfectly. Like, you, you create this magnetic containment zone. The material stops eating into the floor and into the wall. 
and it is being suspended just slightly above any of the surfaces around it, thanks to the magnetic containment. It's all plugged into a wall outlet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While you're doing that, uh, what are Rex and Toro doing? Probably just sitting back, still making slightly inappropriate comments. (laughs) And uh, There's going to be a seminar later. (laughs) <laughs> the HR meeting. <laughs> I think after Rex has seen that Hornet has been taking care of the situation, he has gone off to mm-hmm. where the survivors have been huddled and is trying to help them reopen some of the food court stands. Is that just like a uh, demolished building? Probably structurally unsound. Look, the oven still works. Uh, the fridge, the the fridge is unplugged, but still the food's still good. We can still cook some stuff. It's gonna go bad, you know. You might as well just eat it. Fair point. Oh, that's great. Fair point. Come on, let's let's get going here, guys. Can I get an orange Julius? <laughs> do, we, do they still have those? <laughs> and they do an Alcyon City. <laughs> yes, let's get three of them. So, so Rex, as you go to help the people though in the courtyard, not a single one will. Uh, come close to you now that you aren't wearing your coat, now that, like, they can see you in all of your green and scaly glory. And in particular, the guy at the sandwich stand, whose sandwich machine you you chucked at uh, Rampage, you can see him glaring at you. And after a little bit of time, he stops his way up to you and he says, you know, we, we don't need your help here. Uh, I'm pretty sure you'd do. Otherwise, you'd probably be dead. No, yeah, we don't. We don't need you here. You can just. You can just go. We. We've got. We don't need. We don't need your kind here. We don't need like. I don't know. Whatever you are, lizard person or whatever the hell. That hurts my feelings, Tony. That's, <laughs> I, I, I. I saved you from the monster, and I ate your sandwiches, and now. <sighs> He's totally shifting your labels. Uh, and calling you a freak. I, I Are you rejecting that? No, I believe him. I'm really bummed out right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, your freak is adding three, so if you accept that, it won't shift anything, and instead you'll just straight up mark a condition. Can you go cool with that? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to take Hopeless. I am I worked hard. Yeah. I fought. <sighs> no, this. I'm done. Yeah, and, and like... He says, yeah, no, I, I appreciate, uh, I guess, the, the save or whatever, but uh, yeah, maybe don't come back. No, I'm pretty glad I threw your sandwich card at the giant monster that was about to kill you right now. <laughs> Bye, Tony. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and while that is going on, Toro, were you, you were staying in the lobby. You weren't nearby, right? So the only person who would have heard that is Rex, just to make sure. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. Seems sure shot shows back up at some point. So sure shot comes out of uh, like he comes back down probably out of the stairs. Uh, now the the containment field is up, the goo is contained. Sure shot comes scurrying back out of the stairs. Uh, what do you do? It, it, I mean, like, does anybody say anything, or did you want anything? Because I, you have, you have a minute as sure shot comes out of the stairs. Sure shot, like you have uh, the the data that you just stole um, in your pocket. Hornet, you've now set up this containment field. Rex is coming back sullenly out of the uh, food court. Is the, Are you guys uh, doing anything right now? Or are you going to talk to each other? Or are you going to head out? 
So uh, Hornet gives, you know, a sigh of relief as she sees that the field is working and it's stable. And then uh, she kind of sees everyone kind of pooling back together and she looks around and says, is everyone all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, toss Hornet my, like, communicator slash USB and say, I paid attention to your spreadsheets. And then I'm going to... Spreadsheets? <laughs> Just, like, very, like, offhanded. Like, clearly they were PowerPoints. But, and then I'm going to... Uh, Pal on over to Rex because it seems like he's having a hard time. Hey, you, uh, where'd your sandwich go? I don't care about sandwiches anymore. <gasps> and I'm just walking, not quickly, but steadily out of the building. I'm super dejected. I'm really bummed out. I think I'm gonna try and, like, follow you, but not, like, annoyingly close. Just, like, enough that you know that there's there and, like, hey, like, I don't know what happened, but. If you don't want to get sandwiches here anymore, I I can learn how to cook. Because, like, I don't know, you like sandwiches. And, like I said, I don't, I don't know what happened. I was gone for a little bit. But if something happened and made you not like sandwiches, I don't... I'm here to listen is what I'm trying to say. And I'm here to learn how to cook, too. Or talk about sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, the sandwich is a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're... Sure shot, you are trying to comfort or support Rex. I absolutely am. Uh, so you are going to go ahead and roll plus mundane. Uh, so I got a six plus my three in mundane is seven. Seven total. Sure. Excellent. Uh, nine. Nine, <laughs> sure six okay. plus three is nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, it's late. And so the nine does mean somebody could spend a team to help. And in particular, like Rex, you could spend a team if you wanted to help him comfort you. Or somebody else who hears the conversation could chime in and pump that up to a ten if you wanted or if it made sense. So does anybody want to spend team? You have two left. Rex could, right? Yeah, if, if you can come up with a way that you could help him uh, to comfort you. Play into it. Talk about those sandwiches. I don't know. I, I'm... I'm hopeless right now. I don't really think I'm going to participate with this one. Great. So, so then it is a hit, and on a hit for comfort or support, they hear you. So Rex hears Sure Shot. Now, the, the thing that happens here is Rex, how you respond is going to be interpreted as either you opening up to Sure Shot or you, you not opening up to Sure Shot. SureShot is the final judge of whether or not you have opened up. So, for instance, if SureShot thinks you like giving a sullen nod is enough, is you opening up, then great, you opened up. Uh, and if you do open up, you get some good stuff, Rex. You get a, a nice advantage. But if you don't open up, you just get nothing. There's no cost. There's no penalty. You just don't get the cool good stuff. So, Rex, how do you respond to SureShot? So, as we are walking out and... SureShot is just talking at me. We get to the... We're out of the building. We're in those big pillars at the front of uh, Rook Industries that have not been completely collapsed and destroyed. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a seating area with really artsy, stylized cement benches... There's one of those dancing water fountains. It's turned off right now because obviously the water mains have been destroyed, but it was there and it was pretty cool. Of course. So I, I get to one of these benches and I just sit down on it kind of heavily. So it cracks 
and falls down a little bit, which I just thump to the ground in a little bit of a cloud of dust, which just makes me more upset. Cool. And I just sigh. Man, I still want sandwiches, but it's just, I was trying to help. And look, you can help. These people want your help. They don't want my help. It's it's a rough day. And I'm still hungry. <laughs> There's a lot of mass there. He needs a lot to eat. <laughs> sure shot. To, is that opening up? I think that's opening up. Excellent. You are, you're the final arbiter, so if you say it is, it counts. So, Rex, you get to mark potential, clear condition, or shift your own labels, one up and one down. You get one of those three. Which would you like to take? Hmm. You may also want to look at your team moves for the transformed, because you can get a couple more of those, and I think that this scene might be setting you up for those as well. Totally. I feel like he would not be giving up on Hopeless yet. Mm-hmm. He might be trying to deal with his savior a little bit, honestly. Nice. Although I feel it might go down. Nice. Mm. Okay. So if I shift that down, does another one go up yes. or is that just... Okay. I think I'm going to shift my savior down, but my danger up. Nice. Yep. I like that. All right. Toro, completely oblivious to what's been going on, walks up and just like, kind of like has a thought, goes, hey, Rex... If you were to poop in that, would it turn back to a sandwich? And then I, I want that to be like the end of the scene. Like, just, and then like, there's like one last, it's solid black, where there's a word bubble. Like, oh shit, is this thing on? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at therpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. 
Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.